This is Good Friday. It's April 2nd. Time for our morning prayer in Scripture. And today we're going to look at the two shortest statements from Jesus at the cross. Each, in Greek, is just one word. Now this is the day in history when Jesus went to the cross. And here's what happened. He was arrested the evening before while praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. That word Gethsemane means place of crushing. The site was the location of a large olive press, a place where olives were crushed under great force to extract oil for cooking and other uses. This place is the place King David traversed in great grief centuries before, when his son Absalom briefly stole his kingdom away from him. David was crushed there first, you might say. Now Jesus is experiencing the crushing prayer where his own will is laid aside for the will of the Father. He's exhausted, stays up all night. Now Judas arrives with an entourage of soldiers and servants to take Jesus into custody. They quickly get the necessary parties together for a trial, the Jewish leaders do, and they convict Jesus of blasphemy. They shuttle him to the Roman representative Pontius Pilate, and they have him flogged. By the morning, he's led out of the city and nailed to the cross. Now, our two words for today come just moments apart, and just moments before the death of Jesus. Here's our scripture, John 19, verse 28 to 30. Later, Knowing that everything had now been finished, and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, and put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. Now, the Gospel writer John alerts us to this, the fact that by this point, Jesus has finished his mission on the cross. He's paid for sin. He's brought God and humanity together through his death. And this, these words, the first ones, I am thirsty, they seem strange, since it does not sound spiritual at all. It's a human feeling all of us know. We know what it feels like to be parched and dry, to look for refreshment in a simple glass of water. To the last, Jesus identifies with us in our humanity. We may take the cross to be a scene between the Father and the Son, and so it is. But it's also a scene of Jesus among us, us human beings. Some of us want a Jesus that is above our basic human needs, but he came as we are. As one of us. He represents all of us. And let's not forget that today. I'm told that a person can live many days without food, but really a very short time without water. Jesus' statement reveals our weakness, our need, our human condition. We're dependent creatures, not self-sufficient at all. And Jesus made himself so when he came in human flesh. How strange it must be for God himself to be thirsty and to know this need. And yes, of course, there is a deep spiritual connection here too. Jesus was thirsty when he met the woman at the well. 
he asked for her help to draw water for him. In the process, he identified another deeper thirst in her, a thirst she was trying to assuage with men. And he promised to give her a living water, a water that would take away her thirst forever. You see, beneath all of our hungers and all of our thirsts is a deep longing for life and fullness. Each of us know this thirst too. So we should not be surprised with this word from Jesus. He became thirsty so that our thirsty might be quenched once and for all. Shortly after this moment, after Jesus was offered a drink, he spoke the word, finished. We translate it, it is finished, but it's just one word. And here is that announcement from Jesus himself that the work is done, salvation accomplished. It's not an unfinished work. There's nothing left to do, no further work to be done. I think we need to stay here for a while and see what this means. Scripture tells us that when Jesus, our high priest, arrived at the Father's side, he sat down. Priests could never sit down because their work was never done. There were no seats in the temple. Another sacrifice always needed to be made. Cleansing was always required. So day after day, the priest would faithfully carry out his duties. The only explanation for Jesus taking a seat is that the work is finished. There are no more sacrifices. Jesus is the one final sacrifice for sin. He has not left anything for us to do. This means that we do not come before God through endless doing. We come and hear the word declared, finished, the work is done. Our place with God, our forgiveness, our lives secured once and for all time. Before Jesus, life with God was like doing laundry. As soon as you wash your clothes, more dirty laundry piles up. There's never an end to it. No headway can ever be fully made because of the persistence of human sin. More is always piling on. Another load has to be dealt with. This was the frustration and hopelessness of human religion. It was hopelessly repetitive, but never fully restorative, and certainly never final. Clothes, they do not clean themselves. It's a hard, unending work. So our sins pile up. Another cleansing is needed. Another bull or lamb must be sacrificed, or we will fall behind. God even provided laundry day, the day of atonement, when everything could be given a good cleaning. But right away, the pile of dirty clothes of sin and shame would begin to grow again. You see, Jesus on the cross did the impossible. He's given us his own spotless clothing. We have the clothing of Christ. This means no more dirty laundry to sort out. We are found forever in him not in a righteousness of our own through the law, which is impossible, but clothed with the Lord Jesus, our Messiah. This is why we call Friday the worst day in history, the day when the Son of God was murdered, the best day for us. We call it good in the best possible way. So Jesus gave us true freedom from sin and death and hell, from a life cut off from the very God, that made us and loves us. Let's pray. 
Our Heavenly Father, help us to rest in what Jesus has done. Help us to see that the work is finished, our salvation secure. As I walk through this day, remind me of the grace of my Lord Jesus Christ, who became sin for me, that I might become the righteousness of God in Him. Remind me that my freedom means that I can live for You, not to earn Your favor, but as I enjoy Your love. For I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.